And right now it's time for What's the Plan with your host, Paul Wyatt, here on Power Talk Radio, 1460 and 101FM. And let's check in with Paul and see how things are looking for this Saturday afternoon. Paul? Thank you so much, Mark. Yeah, I'm uh, Paul Wyatt, owner of Express Employment Professionals. And this week we have another exceptional week and another exceptional guest here on What's the Plan. I'm very happy to... uh, introduce Miss Mary Ann Leffel. She is currently the board chair of the Monterey Peninsula Airport District. And uh, a little bit about Mary Ann, she's probably too modest to mention most of these things, but Mary Ann retired from a 45 year career in the banking industry. And this is exceptional because, I don't know how you can do that when you're clearly still in your 30s, but she did it. And working for a large and small banks all over the U.S., she often uh, moved around with her husband, who is a retiree from the U.S. Army. She's also former president and CEO of the Monterey County Business, or sorry, Monterey Business Council, Monterey County Business Council, vice president of Monterey County Workforce Investment Board. She served for over 23 years on that board, uh, board member for the Monterey County Film Commission, a founding principal of Veritas Associates, and a proud mother of many successful children. Marianne, how are you this afternoon? I'm great, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to join you. I, yeah, so I'm so happy to have you. Did I, hopefully I didn't, I may not want to brag anymore, but uh, hopefully I didn't leave anything off that was, um, you're super proud of. Um, I, I did want to ask a first question about Veritas Associates. Um, I was reading a little bit on the internet about them, and it sounds like a really interesting organization. Uh, can you, could you talk a little bit about that? Well, Veritas uh, was started by my dear friend, Claude Hoover, and he, um, he retired after many years as a commercial banker and then as the uh, CEO of a winery here, San Bernabe Winery. And he became a real estate broker, and he asked me to join him, I guess, maybe about 2008 after I retired from banking. So uh, Claude and I worked together for several years. He has uh, moved. He's, he's left the state, as several people have, and he has moved to Nevada. So he and I keep in touch, but we are not active at this point. Okay. And that is, was that organization, that was a... Um... It's a, it's like a private investigations organization, was it? Or is that? No, no. Veritas was truly real estate. Oh, Uh, it was real estate. Okay. mm -hmm. And we did several um, fairly large deals here in the region. Okay. That's great. Okay. Um, Also, uh, there's a recent Californian article that mentioned you came up with a great idea to put Wi-Fi on buses and park them in areas of the county where... uh, residents uh, who might not have Wi-Fi at home could access it. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that and how you came up with that idea? Well, in 1995, uh, the Association of um, Bay Area Governments, AMBAG here, did a study on the lack of broadband. So since 1995, I have become a believer that we have got to have broadband and interconnectivity throughout our region in order for our community to not only thrive, but just to survive. And I think this pandemic has really pointed that out. I've also been extremely involved with things through transportation, education, economic development. And I knew that Monterey Salinas Transit had a wide variety of buses with really good Wi-Fi on them. So 
when I saw that our students were not going to have access in many of our areas uh, to Wi-Fi so that they could download homework assignments, uh, converse with teachers um, through distance learning, I called Carl Sidoric, the general manager of MST, and said, I've got an idea. And he jumped all over it. He said, just get me some loose organization. I don't want everybody calling me one off. So I went to the Monterey County Office of Education. I went to Hartnell College and went and spoke to each of, uh, to Dr. Janine Gus and Dr. Patricia C. and asked if they were interested. And they both were, they put their staffs on it and uh, we were able to provide, I wasn't, I stepped away. I just facilitated the introductions, stepped away and left it to the technical people, but they were able to provide bus buses in remote locations so that people could pull up and use it as kind of a hub. You could pull up in your car and do your homework or download a homework assignment, pick up a homework assignment, talk to your teacher, and then go on back home. That is, that is really fantastic. So, yeah, because you've, you've been in the county for, um, you know, a number of years and, and, you know, and really have deep roots in the county. And it's interesting that you're able to leverage that um, just to just great, get great things done. And I think as a, you know, like a, a focal point for so many decision makers in the, uh, in the county, you, you kind of, I mean, you, you're in a unique position to be able to get things done when, when a smart idea like that comes around. Well, I'm fortunate everyone still takes my phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's no, I, 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 nothing but your reputation precedes you. I got to tell you, everybody, if I, if I talk to someone and say, Hey, I'm going to be talking to Marianne Leffel, uh, that just nothing but really kind words, uh, about you. So you really, your, your reputation is very, very sound. I think you're going to, you're going to have to do a lot to ruin that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, when, when you were CEO of Monterey County, uh, the business council, um, it was a number of years, uh, how, what are some of the things that you're really proud of that you accomplished uh, during that tenure? And, and maybe even you could talk about some of the areas where things could have gone a little differently or you could have gotten something a little bit better. We had a lot of major successes and I look at a lot of things that are ongoing now and they're things that were started back in the nineties and the early uh, 2000s. One of them uh, was another partnership with Monterey Salinas Transit and it came out of a competitive cluster initiative the idea had been for years that we have wineries on on our river road and no one ever goes to them so we were able to connect uh we had five tasting rooms at the time in carmel valley and we were able to uh, work with mst mst got a grant to do a pilot program in the fall of, I cannot remember what year, um, and they did buses, a special bus. We called it the Grapevine Express because it's a federal a transit. You cannot have any type of alcohol related, but Grapevine Express and people could take bus 24 out to Carmel Valley and experience the village in the five tasting rooms. I believe at last count, there are over 20 tasting rooms out there and the Carmel Valley Village is thriving. And uh, a lot of that, I believe, came out of that initiative where we were able to, to wake people up and let them understand that you don't have to go north of us to 
two counties, which I will not name, in order to taste wine and have an experience, but you can actually do it right here. And the bus route was piloted. It was so successful that they had to hire an additional, um, I think it was almost 20 bus drivers and put wow. that on as a full-time route. And it, it now stops at the major hotels, downtown Carmel, picks people up and, and takes them out. It's a great way if you've got out of town visitors, you put them on the bus for the day and send them out. It's, I think it's $4 to ride all day and they can taste wine, have a good time and come back and no one uh, had to interfere with the police department. <laughs> is there a sound system on the bus? That would be, uh, yeah, probably, they'd probably be gilding the, uh, the lily there if there was, you know, if they had music on the way back on the Grapevine Express. Um, also out on River Road, some of those, I know you're, uh, we're talk we were talking about the, uh, the bus to Carmel Valley, but some of those wineries on River Road, it is Monterey County, like they have just beautiful views, of, like Han Winery has beautiful views from their deck to the Pinnacles. But again, you have that transportation issue out there. Um, and we, uh, so Paul, excuse me. So we're yeah. working on that. The problem is River Road is so narrow mm -hmm. and the driveways are narrow. So the, uh, to have some type of public transit, you've got to have good access where the bus can get on and off the road safely. And so that's, a, that's another challenge, particularly now with the downturn in the economy, uh, to have the money to fix River Road so that it could also facilitate that. Yeah, it is a little... Well, with the, I think there's some ag trucks that go out there too that probably contribute contribute to the, that the stat, state of uh, River Road. Um, during so, are there are there any things where maybe the progress didn't go as well as you'd liked when you were at the uh, the business council? Oh, there are always things that you know you try and you think they're a great idea, and then six months later you're still hitting your head against the wall and wonder why did you go forward. Um, Really, the best thing is in this region is if you can find the right partners on a project, you can usually get it to success. And I, I believe that that was one of the things that we were able to do. We piloted a, a study out of, uh, with a group out of Colorado and decided that we needed to have a regional uh, marketing effort. And that morphed into the Monterey Bay Economic Partnership, which we gave birth to and started. And um, that has grown tremendously. And it is the only regional economic development group in the region. So, you know, a lot of things you kind of spin off and you let them go off about their way. And sometimes you give, um, you give an injection of fresh blood into an organization and then you can just step away. There, there are so many things that you can look at that were successes. I think, if I think of things that failed are things that we tried to do with education and business for um, internships for our students, it's extremely difficult because you've got privacy issues, you've got um, so many legal issues. Once you get into the educational system and you start involving children, it becomes really difficult. And mm -hmm. so yeah. when I look at things that I wish I could have pushed a little further along, I think that would probably be the number one, number one item. The other thing is just getting everybody to play together on economic development, because even though they say they will, when it comes down to it, they all need tax dollars and one city will cut another city's throat in two hot seconds if it means that they can get the business 
that's yeah i would it would be interesting to have some kind i have a lot of uh questions about like car week and and the things that there's uh, you know I, I probably a whole nother show and probably no one would want to really talk about it either because um you know, it involves one city against another i did want to spend probably the most of the rest of the, we're getting close to the break but i want to spend most of the rest of the program talking a lot about the uh the airport but the first question would be we don't necessarily have to talk about the access road right now, but I wanted to ask you about 68 and like the intra-county uh, transportation around the airport. Is there anything like 68 or the road to Carmel or uh, even the road north to uh, Marina that you'd like to see improved to support an expanded airport? Oh, absolutely. Um, we have been a huge proponent for 20 years to have an additional road that comes to, to connect the Salinas Valley cities with the coastal cities. Mm -hmm. And um, for me personally, I'm not quite sure where it should be. I have ideas, but I believe that if we do not do that, we are, we are just cutting off the access for the Salinas Valley to the coast and vice versa. And it's, it's not just, it's not tourism. It's the entire economy. You have got to be able to move goods and services with a reason reasonable um, promise of time and cost. And we really can't do that. It takes one fender bender on either Imogen Parkway or Highway 68, and everything stops for 40, 45 minutes an hour. And that's unconscionable when I know that there are solutions out there. It is, it is and I, would, I just look at it, I was talk, talking to my wife Mary about it, there's no way to come into Monterey that I'm aware of, maybe, there isn't. I don't think there is without being in a, on a two-lane road at some point because you're either coming in from Prunedale or you're coming in from Salinas or whatever. But it involves a two-lane road, and that does that seems insane to me. But you know, as a business owner, just as a citizen. So, but the sound of the music is uh, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Paul Wine, owner of Express Employment Professionals, Monterey County. We're going to be right back with Marianne Leffel and to talk more about Monterey County Airport. She's got some great ideas and just a great just a great member of the community and a leader in the community. You've been listening to What's the Plan on Central Coast Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101.1 FM. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. For great employees, call Monterey County Express Employment Professionals, 831-920-1230. That's 831-920-1230. Advertising. Love it or hate it, it's a vital tool for business owners to attract customers and earn a living. But some city governments have arbitrary laws about what advertising signs can and cannot say. The First Amendment protects freedom of speech. IJ is committed to defending free speech against excessive and unfair government regulations. Please visit our website today at ij.org to find out how you can help the Institute for Justice. 
If you're planning an event and searching for the perfect venue, consider the Monterey County Sheriff's Posse Grounds on Old Natividad Road in Salinas. The Posse Grounds has it all. A complete kitchen, barbecue fits. We also have an outdoor stage featuring a large dance area, all in a private setting and wide open spaces. So book your event now. Call 831-444-6267 or visit our website at mcsposse.com. The Monterey County Sheriff's Posse is a not-for-profit organization. One forty-seven thirteen before the hour. Let's get back to more of what's the plan with your host, Paul Wyant, on Power Talk fourteen sixty and one hundred one FM. Paul, hey, thanks a lot, Mark. I am here with uh, Marianne Leffel, the uh, current chair of the board for the Monterey um, Airport or Monterey, Monterey Peninsula Airport District, and uh, very proud to be talking to her. And now. Then we'll get into some meaty questions about the airport. Uh, during COVID-19, uh, Marianne, uh, some of the impacts I could, li- I'm not going to list them all, but some of the impacts to the airport were they had to cancel the flight to Denver. They canceled the flight to LA. They canceled the flight, I think, some of the flights to Phoenix. I might have gotten that wrong or they're suspended. And then uh, the Las Vegas flights were suspended until the casinos could reopen. And I, the direct flight plan to Seattle was stalled and might come back in later in the summer. So those... There's about a billion questions in there, Marianne, and I, and I apologize just to dump that all on you, but um, can you, I mean, kind of wrap that up, and if you want me to remind you of anything, that's fine, uh, but wrap that up and, and the current status of all those things, and, and it's probably a lot of moving targets, but if you, Marianne, are you there? Did we lose her? I believe we did lose her during the break. Let me see if she's... Oh, she's on mute somehow. Oh, um, she's oh, got to unmute herself. There she is. Yeah. Okay. So, Marianne, I, did you catch that question? I did. I did. Sorry. Okay. Um, basically, none of them were canceled. They were postponed and mm-hmm. they were put on a rest. And um, a lot of them are coming back. Can you hear me? I, we can hear you good now. Okay. So, uh, the Vegas flights are back. They are twice a week and they are doing well. And Vegas opened up on June 4th with many of the casinos and hotels. So we anticipate they'll have a pretty good summer because there's a lot of pent up demand. Even just people going to visit families, relatives, friends in that area. We have Dallas is uh, alive and well. And Dallas is having 45 to 50 passengers on the weekends. So we know that that one is getting stronger. And as the temperature heats up in Dallas, typically more and more people from that region uh, come to the coast to get away from the heat. Phoenix is, um, if you go online and try to book Phoenix for July right now, you will see that you can, there are complete flights. I think there are four a day that they're showing on their schedule. And uh, same thing with LA, and it looks like Denver is uh, is there. San Diego has stayed fairly strong throughout all of this downturn. Thank you to the military and the contractors primarily because they are using it because they've got essential business. And uh, we have been told by Alaska they haven't gone away for good. They're just taking the time out while everything kind of settles down and that they expect to start up. The good news also is JSX, the small private uh, jet that will fly out of our uh, FBO, 
is looking to start up, we think around uh, the beginning of July. And that's a 30 passenger jet. You go to the FBO within 30 minutes of your flight, hand them your bag, get on. And it's a direct flight to either Burbank or to uh, John Wayne in Orange County, $200 round trip. So there's actually a lot of good stuff happening and no one walked away from us. They all just said, we're gonna cut back, see how things go. And I got an email this morning saying Delta has uh, ceased flying to Santa Barbara. And I know that United, or excuse me, American ceased flights to Oakland already. So we've managed to hold on to ours. We haven't had anybody tell us uh, we're going away. That's fantastic. That is really good. I like that idea of going to John Wayne with the $200. The, uh, I did want to ask you about Seattle. Did, have you heard, so is that contingent on Alaska coming back or do they, have they tentatively set a date when they're going to reschedule that for uh, they, starting? They have not given us a start date. All they have told us was bear with us. We, we haven't taken you off of our books and we are very interested in this flight so the uh, pre-booking on it was really good and the amount of interest so they realized that they they can hit a home run on that as the economy comes back i think so i know a lot of i've often wondered why there was one and it's great I th it sounds like when reading the articles that we've been kind of fighting for this for a number of years so that's that's fantastic <laughs> We've been uh, courting them, Paul. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I use such combative language. I apologize. Yes, we've been, <laughs> been making them swoon. Uh, the uh, also the the weekly, the Monterey County Weekly reported that you guys are fairly doing fairly well financially, and you just received a grant for I think it was about twelve million dollars. Um, is there any? Do you have any concerns about the airport's finances at all? I have none, and you know my background is all all money. That's mm -hmm. all I know. So uh, the CARES Act, actually, the $12.6 million that the airport uh, was able to receive, I think really shows the fiscal responsibility of the board and of the staff over the years. And that's a four-year grant for operations primarily. So we're, we're actually, we're in great shape. We were able to share that with all of our airline partners, our rental cars, our parking lot attendant, our parking lot um, contractor, and also with our restaurants. And so we're able to keep all of them healthier as they come back also. Oh, you have a new vendor at the restaurant too. I, I recall, I think it was Mayor Roberson uh, mentioned that. Is that correct? Is that? That is, that is correct. The family that had that restaurant for over 50 years, second generation, was ready to retire and they found a, a great new um, partnership with Rich Peppy and Bobby Richards and they are uh, running it and it's got great takeout food. You can take your food out on the observation deck or into the terminal and have a, a great meal and a beverage and enjoy the enjoy the airport I've, yeah i've been to several events at that it's a great venue it's kind of you know with the the view of the airport it's beautiful um the last so we have about five minutes remaining and uh i really just wanted to spend the rest of the time talking about the save the best for last as it were marianne about the the 15-year plan for the airport the airport access road and those kind of things so we'll we'll kick it off maybe with just talking about the Delray Oaks access road. And there's been a lot of, you know, just articles in the local media about this and just 
where are we, where are you with the access road? And does this mean if it doesn't go through Delray Oaks, are you going to have to, to uh, court <laughs> another NEPA or another environmental study or anything like that? Actually, the uh, NEPA is done and the uh, comments came in from all of the surrounding communities and um, anyone that had an opinion. And that has all been uh, put together and sent to the federal governments who are waiting for FAA to either bless it or kick it back. Either way, uh, we should hear something after the first uh, or after the middle of June. So we expect within the next two to three weeks we'll have an answer. I want to remind everyone that that road that is um, controversial is named Airport Road. And that was given that name way before I ever thought of being on an airport board. So uh, that was the original access to the old terminal and the old um, activities that were there at the airport from the 40s. So we have done many things to mitigate transportation on there, but mostly what we're doing with this, if people will read it, and if they'll understand it, they will see that we are actually reducing the traffic counts on that road and we're reducing the type of traffic on that road. So it should be much more pleasant for the residents who live on that side of the airport. That's fantastic. I, so shifting to like, a lot of people haven't read or maybe they just haven't had the time to read what this is physically gonna look like. And I know a lot is planned for the existing parking lot and some stuff on the north side. So the facilities wise, what, how do you see this looking if, we're, if we fast forward to 2035 uh, and I drive up to the Monterey airport, what, what will it look like? Well, what started this is that the, our current terminal is too close to the center line of the runway. And with the size of the planes, there is a problem if one plane is trying to taxi and it clips the wing of another one. So that's what started all of this. And we've been on a waiver from FAA forever to be able to do it, but they finally said enough with the waiver, get it fixed. So the current terminal, it's, if you go and look at it, there's a huge embankment with Garden Road behind it. There's no way to, to redo it. You can't cut off the front of it. It would be too small to service the community that we have. So the only option is to build a new one. And the new terminal will be built down where the long-term parking is uh, currently. So it will all move that way. We also have an obligation um, firewise that we have to provide at all times, 24 hours a day, two firemen on the airport. We currently have a contract with the city of Monterey, so we have four firemen in there, and they are able through that contract to service Ryan Ranch, Fisherman's Flats, in that area of uh, Jocelyn Canyon that is harder for their other fire stations to get to. So down the road, the question will be, do we build a small airport on the north side that will only handle our airport with two firefighters and we no longer have a, a contract with the city of Monterey, or do we continue in some fashion the city of Monterey's contract and build a new fire station on the garden roadside to take care of the um, burgeoning population now that um, housing is allowed on garden road. They're mm -hmm. gonna have a whole lot more homeowners there. And uh, if there is no 
no fire station out that way with the city of Monterey, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they can answer. Thanks. Thanks to Marianne Leffel, just a wonderful community-minded citizen. And I hope we can make it back to the show sometime in the future, Marianne, because I really enjoyed having you and talking to you and asking you questions. I could think I could ask you questions all day. <laughs> so I'm, I'm Paul Lyon, owner of Express Employment Professionals Monterey County. Finding employees who fit your company's culture will, who will stay and grow with you is a challenge. So please think of us at Express. We invest time to find excellent employees for you and your business. Thanks again to Marianne Leffel. Uh, Mr. Mark Carbonero, the greatest producer in the business, and of course, the great Dave Marzetti for helping me make this program possible. You've been listening to What's the Plan on Central Coast Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101.1 FM. Stay tuned for Business Sense with Mr. Edward King coming up next.